Hello, I'm John Eldridge, and welcome to the Ransomed Heart audio podcast. For more information on Ransomed Heart Ministries, our resources, and events, please visit us online at www.ransomedheart.com. Hi, I'm John Eldridge, and welcome to the Ransomed Heart Podcast. From time to time, we've been asked as a ministry what our take is on suffering. And the reason being is that we speak so often and so passionately about breakthrough. We believe in breakthrough. We believe that more life and more wholeness and more freedom is available than most people are experiencing. And so, yes, we do drive toward that with all of the energy that God gives us. But I don't want to give a wrong impression either. We do understand that suffering is a part of our journey in this world. In fact, not just because we live in a broken world, but suffering actually comes to us, as Paul says, because the sufferings of Christ overflow into our lives. And so what we want to do is offer to you in this month a series of podcasts that have been excerpted from a recent talk that I did on the subject of suffering. Everything we've talked about, everything we've talked about in, in boot camp and, and through the course of the weekend is available. It's available, okay? We believe in life. We believe in breakthrough. We believe that there's just, um, you don't have to live under boatloads of darkness that most people just accept and, and live under their entire life. You don't. You You can have intimacy. You can have clarity. You can develop a conversational relationship with God. You can can triumph in the missions that God gives you. You can cut a wide swath, okay? We can take the world. Having said all that, I need to talk to you um, honestly about the cost of this, okay? So I want to talk to you this morning about suffering, and its place in the kingdom, its place in our lives, and its place in this. As you've heard, it's been a rough season for us, but not just for us. I bet if you just think of a dozen people you know and love, half of them at least are going through something really hard. Suffering is filling the earth right now like a rising tide. Okay, it's part of the birth pangs. It's part of um, the signs of the end. Okay, we are very close to the end of the age here. And it is going to take great warriors who are strong in Jesus to live in a time like this and to triumph in a time like this and to rescue others. But it's been rough. I... I just am so stunned by that um, passage that where Jesus comes to Ananias in the city of Damascus, right? And he says to him, I need you to do something for me, right? And Ananias is like, you're nuts, right? This guy's going to kill me, you know? And Jesus says, no, it's all right. It's all right. He is my chosen messenger. Do you remember what he says? He says, I must show him how much he must suffer for my sake. So here's what Jesus says. He says, this is my chosen instrument to carry my gospel, right, to the Gentiles. I must show him 
how much he must suffer for me. You're like, what? This is your main guy. Think of it. Think of it. Okay? All of the resources of heaven are focused on this one man being successful, right? Paul is the tip of the spear, okay? I mean, Peter, other guys, they're bringing the kingdom too, but it's Paul. He's going to write the bulk of the New Testament. He's going to advance the kingdom across Asia into Rome, okay? This is the guy, the chosen instrument, he says, right? And you think all of the resources of heaven, all that's available to him, I'm going to show him how much he must suffer? Whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I'm not sure that we're really clear on, on how we're thinking about this. And I've been reading back through just out of curiosity in, in Paul's life, sort of with the question of what does maturity look like? No, 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 better. What I was asking was, what does maturity feel like? What does it feel like? What does it look like to be like a great, great man in the kingdom of God? Listen to how he describes his life. He says, I've worked much harder. I've been in prison more frequently. I've been flogged more severely and have been exposed to death again and again. Five times I received from the Jews the 40 lashes minus one. Do you realize that um, there was a clause in the administration of the 40 lashes that if you killed the person while you were doing it, you were not held responsible for their death? Okay, the 40 lashes minus one was meant to bring a person to the utter brink of death. It is a brutal torture. And Paul gets it five times. Five times. This is my main man whom all the resources of heaven, okay, the gifts, the angels, all that, right? Okay? I was beaten with rods three times. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. Three times? I only read about once, right? Right? You read about that one time. This happened three times? Listen to this. He says, I spent a night and a day In the open sea, I've been constantly on the move. I've been in danger from rivers, in danger from bandits, in danger from my own countrymen, in danger from Gentiles, in danger in the city, in danger in the country, in danger at sea, and in danger from false brothers. I have labored and toiled and have often gone without sleep. I have known hunger and thirst and have often gone without food. I've been cold and naked. (laughs) Dang! I mean, honestly, this is maturity? Like, like, guys, I don't know how you've been interpreting your own Christian experience, but I bet it's been mistakenly, right? I mean, honestly, we have something in us that thinks we can avoid this. The whole world's committed to avoiding this. We just think, you know, there's various, you know, uh, men lock on to various ways of doing it. You know, if I'm just fast enough, if I move fast enough, if I'm driven enough, I can stay ahead of this, you know, or, or uh, if I just get rid of the people that are a problem in my life, I can, I can stay ahead of this, right? 
you know, if I can just get the right position or, you know, on and on it goes, right? This is the main guy. And here's why I bring this up. Um, in 1 Peter chapter 4, Peter says, arm yourselves for suffering. Arm yourselves for it. He says, therefore, since Christ suffered in his body, arm yourselves. Arm yourselves also with the same attitude. Arm yourselves for suffering? <laughs> what? Okay, how do you arm yourself for suffering? What's fascinating is that he says, first off, don't be surprised by it. Don't let it throw you. He goes on in verse 12 of 1 Peter 4 to say, Friends, do not be surprised at the painful trial you are suffering, as though something strange were happening to you. But we are. We are. It's our first reaction, isn't it? When pain strikes, when loss, when disappointment, heartache, loneliness, physical affliction, sleeplessness, anxiety, when that stuff hits, isn't your first reaction shock, surprise, and quickly with it, and quickly with it, two terrible things. What have I done? And why has God abandoned me? Right? And this is what sweeps in. He says, look, you've got to arm yourselves for this, brothers. You have to arm yourselves. This is, a, ooh, this is a noble company of warriors here. But I want to arm you. I want to arm you for what Jesus is going to ask you to do. Okay? You are his chosen instrument. All right? Arm yourselves. And the first, the first point is not to let it throw you, right? And, and it does, sometimes terribly, sometimes for years. The worst part of suffering is not the pain itself, but the damage that it can do to your faith and to your view of God. That's the worst thing. That's the worst thing about suffering, right? The damage it can do to your heart, and to your relationship with God. Because isn't the first thing that, that leaps out of us, why? Why? Okay? And as the brother just said, beware of agreements. Beware of agreements. I, I'm going to walk you through kind of uh, arming ourselves for this so that later you can go back and think through this and pray through this. Okay? Beware of agreements. This is the most vulnerable moment, isn't it? I mean, oh my goodness. Our agreements do not come in when life's going great, right? When our dreams are being fulfilled and our friends are just so faithful to us, you know, right? When romance is alive and, you know, no, you know, it's, it's, it's in the heartache. It's in the assault. It's in the suffering. That's where the agreements get in and they come so freaking fast. You can't even filter them especially if you're not heads up to it, right? Beware how you are interpreting your suffering. Okay? How are you interpreting these events, that relationship, why it went sour, your church, why it's not growing, your friendships, why they don't seem to be more faithful and rich and your, you know, that fight with your wife, that physical affliction, the loss of someone 
dear to you, be very, very careful how you interpret your suffering. You've been listening to an excerpt from a teaching that I recently did on the topic of suffering. And of course, there's much more to say and much more to come. And so we hope that you'll continue to join us on the podcast as we continue to talk about the subject of suffering and how to find God in it. And as always, join us at RansomedHeart.com.